Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast with head coach Mike Nazga. I'm Richard Skinner, presented by ESP Media and ESPX. Coach, uh, let's work backwards from last week, and we'll look into this week, which is obviously fluid because of a storm coming that I want to touch on here in just a second. But Saturday against Middletown, the first score that somebody shot me, I saw you were down 30-19. to 19. I thought, oh boy, what a rough week this is going to wind up being. Talk about the comeback and, and what that meant for your kids to, to battle back, get that win in overtime, and kind of end the week at least on a high note. Yeah, we're just facing some adversity right now. Uh, sometimes you just can't put your finger on it. Uh, but there's uh, more than anything, you know, we're a tight group. Uh, but we, we talked about the adversity you face in life. And sure enough, uh, we faced some adversity on, on Saturday night, back-to-back games. I don't know how great our energy level was. You know, I just remember talking to the assistant coaches during the game. Saying these kids need a break. You can just see it uh, in them. And uh, so we decided after the game to give them Monday off. But we were very proud of the way they fought back, went through a couple tough spells in that game. We were struggling to score the ball. Our, our defensive pressure wasn't good enough in the first half, so we just stuck to the half court in the sec- second half. And uh, we were able to make some plays and, and get over the hump. So it was, a, it was a big win for us because we fought through the adversity we had been talking about. Like I know myself as a coach, when I'm down like you are down 11 and you're thinking, I got to create some offense with defense. And the only way I can do that is getting in some traps and getting some live ball turnovers. And you just mentioned you went and said, let's just play half court defense. How, how hard can that be sometimes? Because that's a matter of getting stops and getting rebounds. Usually, Yeah, you can get some turnovers. And obviously then you guys must have dug in and, and gotten a bunch of stops because they only scored 14 the rest of the day. Well, that, and that, the adjustment was made at halftime that we were just going to be done pressing because uh, they were scoring against our press. We just weren't rotating well enough, and sometimes you just got to say, okay, we got to guard them in the half court. And we just struggled to make some baskets, but we stuck with it. The kids stuck with it. We got through that adversity and uh, got to get – we actually had a chance to win it right before or at the end of regulation, and we pretty much dominated the overtime. So we have to build on that going into this week because uh, we got Muller this weekend. Yeah. How much can a win like that, again, coming off of a long, tough week? You lost a couple of games that we'll get to. Um, is that maybe a, a relief valve for everybody, players, coaches, everybody? Because, again, they're keeping score for a reason. Um, you're playing to win games. Um, how much can that just be? A, okay. It doesn't matter how ugly, how pretty, how dynamic, how non-dynamic it was. That was a good win. We dug in and got ourselves a good win. Well, winning helps. That That's a simple fact of the matter. Winning helps. Uh, you know, and, and we knew we didn't play well Saturday night. We, we found a way to win. Uh, and then we gave the kids off Monday. We wanted to come back rejuvenated. And uh, we got after it yesterday. Had pretty much did everything yesterday. Film, weights, practiced. Uh, of course, you know, we know it's coming here uh, probably Thursday. So Thursday might be a tough day to practice. So we had to get a lot of things in on Tuesday. But you just got to move on. You can't sit there and, and, and dwell on things. You got to try to fix things. And unfortunately, right now we're having to fix the same things consistently. And we got to get them fixed in games. Let's go backwards. Uh, LaSalle on Friday night um, just looked like one of those games that was possession by possession by possession. They come away with a three-point win. I know you've mentioned before how much better they're getting. I know the record doesn't indicate it because there were some forfeits there along the way, but some of those forfeits were actually victories that they had. Um, how much better were they than, than from the first time maybe you, you played them this season? Well, they battled Muller the week before. Uh, 
The Rough and Kid's a tough matchup for anybody. I'm going to give uh, LaSalle an opportunity to do very well in the tournament. Last year, they were own six in our league and got to a district game. Uh, we know what it's like in, in our league. LaSalle has some really, really nice wins outside the league. And, uh, you know, we knew it would be a nip and tuck battle. Um, you know, uh, so once again, uh, we, we had multiple opportunities in the second and third quarter to try to get up double digits. We didn't do that. We had six uh, empty possessions to start the fourth quarter, six out of eight, uh, where we just didn't handle the basketball. And that, that's that, that's an issue we have to get fixed. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll trace back to the Covenant Catholic game. We talked about them a little bit on, on last week's podcast, kind of previewing that game. Their size, their length, um, their point guard, Ipsaro, they're a tough matchup for anybody. They just lost on the road at Ashland Blazer, but Ashland Blazer is a really, really good team. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Blazer beat Elder, I think, in the finals of, of their holiday tournament. So that'll tell you about Ashland Blazer. But with Cup Cat's a tough matchup. Well, they just have better players right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, and, and sometimes that you know that I, I think you're with me in that regard. There's times you play games like that, and you just tip your cap that they are better, they have better players, and if my kids play play the way I want them to play, that's all I can hope for. Yeah, they just like I said, they uh, they have multiple uh, kids that are uh, have uh, either accepted offers at the D1 level or uh, being recruited at the D1 level right now. And how many high school teams have that? So. Yeah. No, I'll, just, I'll just say that and move on. That's simple enough. Um, when you talk about some of the issues you need to get fixed, Mike, what are they specifically, if you can point them out? Ball handling. You need to take better care of the basketball. Uh, defensively, we don't string consecutive stops together. You, you know, we want to we, we want to have at least four by four consecutive stops during a game. We're not doing that. Uh we're not making what we call combat layups. I mean, people think layups are just, you're just going to make them and you're not because there's people walling up and bodying you at, in, in, in the lane. You have to make combat layups. We have missed a ton of layups lately. Uh, we're shooting the ball well from the foul line. The other problems, we're not getting to the foul line. We lost to LaSalle. They shot 20 foul shots. They, uh, we shot three. So it's kind of hard to win when, you know, they get 17 extra opportunities at the foul line. So those are the things we have to work on. Uh, they're all intertwined. A lot of times when you're turning the ball over, we call them touchdown turnovers. The other right. team's getting points at the other end. And also when you miss layups, a lot of times you give up layups and you put a lot of stress on your transition defense. So those are the things we have to get better at. We know them. We we acknowledge them. And, you know, we're, we're working on them every day. I mean, people make a big deal. Oh, you got to make adjustments and do different things. No, you got to get better at what you're supposed to do well to begin with. Mike, I bottled some of the things you say, and I, I tell my players because it's a lot of the stuff that I talk about. One of our issues at times is making layups through people and through contact and and not shying away from the contact and trying right. to throw some dipsy-doo, spinny job off the glass, go off two feet, go through their chest. If you do, chances are even if you don't make it, you're going to go to the foul line like you just mentioned. You can talk about that, but, but how – because I'm trying to fix an issue in that regard. How do you try to fix that other than just maybe take the pads out and, and go to town and practice and get playing well, through that? Yeah, we, we do that. We, we use the pads every day. We have a drill called power move rotation. Uh, the one thing we have done in the post this week, because we do a, little, a lot of individual work, we're making it more live action where it's one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two and same thing on the perimeter. So you just got to keep competing. You got to keep fighting. The good news for us is – 
we don't have any dissension. We have no dysfunction in our, on our team or in the locker room. We're all together on this coaches and players. We're, we're, we're looking for, you know, the best answers and the best solutions. We believe we will find them. Nobody wants to win more than we do because we're the one investing all the time into it. You know, uh, we're still a team that got off to a six and zero, uh, six and zero mark. We have good wins. Uh, we, you know, beaten a team from Finland. We beat Fairfield. Who's a, you know, the top team in the GMC. So we still feel good about who we are. We just have to play better. Mike, just looking at statistics, and those some, sometimes can't tell a whole story. you got a couple of guys in Johnny Vanover and Luis Simone averaging 14 a game, and there's a drop-off to just under seven per game. Is that a byproduct of just system, or do you need somebody to step up and be that third consistent scorer? Sometimes you just need a third score. Uh, now, Nolan Myers had 16, I believe, against LaSalle, but it's all intermeshed because – uh, teams are going to put a little bit more heat or a little bit more emphasis on guarding Johnny and Louie. So our other guys have to step up and score to, to, to loosen it up for them. But on the same wavelength, Johnny and Louie have to score the basketball in order to loosen it up for our other players. And our other players are capable of scoring the basketball. We have plenty of kids that can shoot it. We're, we're not going to shy away from things. And once again, it's just about getting better every day. Yep. I've been coaching high school basketball for a long time, and the teams that just get better every day in practice, they're the teams that play well in the tournament. There's a lot of high school kids, believe me. It's February now. There's a lot of high school basketball players. They just want the season to be over. Yeah, not right. right. It. Yeah, and, and you, you hope your guys are not some of those that want it over. It sounds like they're I don't, not. I don't have to. They're, they're, they're not. We, yeah. we want to keep playing. We want exactly. to keep playing. So. Um, Mike, you got Moeller on Friday. That speaks for itself, but you mentioned – and, and it's probably going to affect everybody across the tri-state that's coaching some winter sport, and that is the storm that comes on Thursday. I know we're allowed to practice tonight. They've already canceled our practice for tomorrow night, uh, which I get it. The storm's supposed to be pretty bad. I'm, I'm fully understanding of that. But I've got a tournament this weekend that I need to prepare for, and I might miss a couple of practices. You might miss at least a practice being tomorrow. How does that change what you do? I mean, Moeller's going to probably be in the same boat missing a practice too, but how, how does that affect you? I'll answer this academically all right you know i teach algebra one and algebra two so we're probably not going to have school tomorrow maybe not on friday so i taught multiple lessons and the kids will have multiple assignments to do on their own and then we'll refocus next week so it's the same way here with the athletic arena uh, yes we normally watch film and practice or lift and practice but yesterday we did all three uh, because we are seeing that we're probably not going to have practice tomorrow. We don't know if we'll play Friday. We don't know right. if we'll play Saturday. If one thing these kids should be good at, and that's just uh, being able to go on the fly with everything they've gone through with COVID and the pandemic. You know, uh, we, we scheduled the game against Finland. You on know, the fly. Yeah, on the fly. You know, 48 hours before the game, we went ahead and we played. So we can do that. We've been there. And not to mention the fact that your opponent is in the same situation. So, like I said, we'll have to do a little bit more practice uh, today. And uh, we might meet on Zoom tomorrow, go back over scouting and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, and then, you know, if we play Friday, we'll probably hopefully be able to get a shoot around in. And then uh, Saturday, you know, if we play Saturday, then that is the plan, by the way, if we. Uh, so the O'Kills game would not be played, obviously, then, correct? Well, teams have to that? get well, teams have to get 
their league games in. Right. So we, right. we would have to move the Oak Hills game. I know Oak Hills is having to move their Friday game. Right. If they, and once again, that's if it gets canceled. So right. tomorrow's looking like, like you said, in the tri-state area. Tomorrow's looking like the day where everybody's going to have to adjust. And everybody's kind of hoping that Friday's the day we're, we're able to go. Mike, let's go back to that last Molar game real quick to kind of wrap things up. Uh, they sure. beat you, what, 54-40, rather. Um, what, what do you need to do better in this game to beat them? They're obviously got a lot of length. They're always good defensively. They're always solid in what they run with their half-court stuff. So what do you have to do to beat them? Same thing I talked about earlier. We turned the ball over seven times in the first in the first quarter. Uh, we did not defend them correctly. We didn't have any pressure on the basketball. They went to the places that they went, wanted to go to, and uh, we did not force them to go where we wanted them to. Having said all that, it was a six-point game late in the third quarter. I mean, we played poorly, and they played well. So we just have to play. <laughs> like it's, it's repetitive. We have to play better. We have to do what we're supposed to do better. If we yeah. don't, you know, you get the results that come your way. Yeah, I know you talked about the scouting report from the last time and maybe some guys not locked in completely on the scouting report. And maybe there, there's the lesson of now let's get locked in on this scouting report this time around. Yeah, and a lot of it was just effort, you know, uh, and we talk about that. I mean, it's again, they're, they know what the scouting report is. Moeller does. I mean, they're trying to execute their game plan. Yep. The biggest thing is to play to your strengths, make the opponent play to their weaknesses and have success. We need to do that. I appreciate the time very much. Uh, hopefully we'll get that game in on Friday and kind of uh, get past one day of this, and that's all it's going to force everybody to, to adjust. So uh, best of luck with all that. Thanks for the time, as always. Hey, thanks for adjusting to me this week and doing this on Wednesday. I appreciate not, it. Not a problem. All good, as always. That's Mike Noska, the head coach of St. Xavier. This has been the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast with the head coach, Mike Noska, from ESP Media and ESPX.